This is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it to the world. If you're a coach, author, or speaker, you'll want to tune in. If you're looking for the best return on your time investment to get your message out to the world in a bigger way, we're giving you full access and behind the scenes look of how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your podcast today. The world needs your message. I'm Michelle Abraham, the host. Join my family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure today. Join us and let's get Amplified. And welcome Amplify You family. Welcome back. I am Braden here today with Rhonda Byrice. Rhonda is living in our utopian dream of out on the acreage. Uh, she's living off the grid and Rhonda is on a mission to help us regain some of the lost knowledge that we have of how to survive, how to thrive, and how to grow community around us for continued support in challenging times. Rhonda, welcome to the show. We're very excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, Brandon. I appreciate being here. Pleasure. Pleasure to have you. Rhonda, you are a Amazon bestselling author with a book you've just released called Demise of the City, Off-Grid Living, for fast changing times. Tell us a little bit about this story and how it came to be. So I look at the way the world has really changed in the last five years, and it's been one heck of a ride. And as we look at the world and what's going on around us, there really is going to be a demise in the city because of the fact that there's shortages of food, there's power grid going down and water shortages all over. We look around us, and we can see that things have changed in a way that is just unbelievable. Things that we only dream of maybe happening in a movie, but we're right in the middle of it. And when I think about the demise of the city and the shortages and how many mouths are feed and how many things are going on around each individual person, it's really important for skills to be given. And I realize that a lot of those skills are going to the grave with great grandparents and grandparents, and it is now time to pick up our bootstraps and learn how to be sustainable in fast changing times. Absolutely. Important skills. Some of those things we've been taking for granted for many years. Uh, we've let technology sort of run its course and we need to figure out how to survive on our own without that technology help. When you look at that situation, most people have been programmed to, you know, go to school, get good grades and from there go to college and then they've got that college debt hanging around their noose, and then they end up being in an environment that is not outside. It's not out in nature. It's not learning how to grow food. It's not, it's not like it used to be. People are more in an enclosed environment. So with all of that said, it's really important to take a different look at life and get out and get out of the box, I would say, and look to what's going on in your future and kind of ride that wave in a different angle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Rhonda, you are really emphasizing the importance of nurturing a community around you and what you do. Tell us a little bit more about your approach with this. Sure. So right now, what we're doing is we're building our community slowly but surely. We've been doing it since 2010. And how we do that is we offer off-grid environment boot camps where people come and they learn the skills that are lost. And as we're growing and doing these events, we're also building more housing and we're creating a community to where it's going to be completely sustainable. 
there's going to be a time when people are going to need a place to go and things are going to get a little wonky and people are really looking, how do we do things differently? And we're, we're building that community. It's important. What is something that some of the podcasters in our community can do to start to grow and nurture those relationships around them? Well, the most important thing for each individual is really to get to know your neighbors. I mean, mm -hmm. let's, let's take a look at life in itself. So many people live in gated communities. They don't know their neighbors and it's all enclosed, but yet they're all by themselves. And I used to live in a neighborhood that we would walk our dogs. Everybody knew everybody. It was a nice, beautiful acreage. The trees went over this, the street. It was just great. But the great thing was, is everybody said hello. Everybody knew who everybody was. Christmas time, it was luminaries and you go from house to house and have a hot drink and socialize with your neighbors or summertime, it's a chilly cook-off and you have um, lawnmower races. I mean, it was just a different environment. And that type of environment, an individual can start, you know, spearheading in their own neighborhood so that they know their own people and so they can lean on one another instead of if something happens that they're divided and they're against each other. Community is where you really need to be, especially if you're living in the city. Take the time to get to know your people. Maybe start a community garden. You know, find out what people are doing and how you can be there for one another. Community is so important, not just in your neighborhoods, but even in your business environment. It's very important. Absolutely. Now, you are hosting a show through Restream uh, that is posting on YouTube, and you are supporting the growth of community through this, this streaming. Tell us a little bit about your approach with that. So uh, the guests that I have had on my uh Restream events is, are people that are really focusing on gardening or they're focusing on natural remedies or how a business can be done through gardening or how to take your business and be able to shoot it off from maybe living outside the city and kind of creating some other way of looking at life in a different fashion. When I run these, it gives people education. It gives them a, a different point of view. Because we're so focused and been steered in one direction that when you take it into another facet, it really opens up the mindset. And I bring on people that are really focusing on, you know, how are they living their life a little different than the norm? And how is that being a success so people can look and do things differently? So you're helping role model different approaches to everyday life. I absolutely I love that. That is so cool. So are, I've, heard that you are accepting guest applications to be on your show. What would make an ideal guest for a conversation like that? Man, a person that is the medical person, person that is a gardening person, a person that does alternative businesses and how they can take what they're doing specifically in business and do that away from being stuck in the city, maybe doing it from an um, offshoot site or whatever. I mean, through the internet, we have so much going on to where we don't have to be going to a nine to five anymore. And so when you highlight something like that, to where a person can live out of the city and have a business that's thriving, those are really good guests for me. I've had people that talk about decluttering their life I mean, we are people of stuff. And sometimes when we're overloaded with so much, we can't even think properly, let alone figure out what we're doing with all of our stuff. And so it's just different types of things that can help a person in their life or lifestyle that I'm looking for. All right. So people who have a different approach. Okay. Now, talking about 
having the experience of decluttering and getting away from it all, you host retreats on your property. Tell us a little bit about those. I do. Um, one of the things I spoke earlier is that a lot of the skills and skill sets are disappearing with those that are going to the grave. And so what we've done is we have created an off-grid environment where people can come up for five days, unplug from society, learn the skills hands-on. And I'm talking about figuring out what solar really means and how is it a detriment or a benefit to you understanding how to do dehydrating and canning and freeze drying. All these are hands-on classes so that a person is using all of their skills, whether they're using it just by visual, but they're also hands-on and getting it that way. We teach about um, fire safety, firearm safety. We set up a shooting range. We also have um, fire building, debris shelters. We have a great food. We create community. They come in, they build a yurt. They're living in yurts or uh, tiny homes. I've got chefs coming in to prepare the food. It's, it's a really amazing event. People leave here with a changed life. They learn their skill sets, what their you know strengths are, what their weaknesses are. Everybody has strengths and weaknesses. And when it comes to a community, you think about the city in itself, you've got attorneys and you've got police officers and you've got moms and, you know, it could go on and on. But when you're building a community, those skill sets are important. People need to know how to garden and how to, you know, store food and how to live a life that's off grid. I mean, all of the skill sets, you need a doctor, <laughs> you need somebody who knows how to do animal husbandry. I mean, all of the skill sets are just a little different, but that is creating a community. And as people come to our events, they're five days, they unplug, and they get to really understand who they are and what it means to be sustainable. Wow. I can only imagine the level of self-development that happens when you unplug from some of those modern conveniences. As, as a facilitator of these events, what are some of the transformations you've seen with people attending? I have seen people come in meek and afraid and not knowing what to do. They leave empowered and they, they find that, you know, I... I always watch somebody do canning, but I didn't realize I could do it myself. And it wasn't as hard as it looked like it could be or going out onto the property. I mean, I have 680 acres. And so we have a wilderness guide that takes the people out and they have to find their way back. No one's ever gotten lost, but I mean, it's taking that time to get out into nature and find clues so you don't get lost and so you can work together. I mean, people really get to find out who they really are and what are you afraid of? There's really nothing to be afraid of. It's just a different mindset. And when it's the aha moment, that is empowering just to me to see people really leave here with a changed lifestyle. Amazing. It just, that brings to mind the idea that sometimes you have to lose yourself or you have to get lost in order to find yourself. And I could just see 680 acres is a great place to get lost and find some skill sets and learn a little more about who you are and how to survive. Yes, it is. That's incredible. Verona, this sounds like an incredible opportunity to come to your space, to learn these skills, and to have what sounds like a once-in-a-lifetime experience. For those that may be a little far away or maybe unable to commit to that amount of distance and time, what do you recommend we do uh, at home, in our own space, in our own communities? What are some steps that we can take? to start building those connections and learning these important skill sets? I think one of the most important things a person can do is to take a plant. It's plant season right now. So go get an herb or a, a 
Swiss chard or something, take a plant and start tending that plant and let it produce for you so that you can see how nice it is to have something fresh. And that leads into a little bit more where people can actually start growing a little bit of a garden. If you live in an apartment, you could put a pot on your steep step, whatever you want to call it, and start growing something that way, or just maybe put some herbs in the window and start tending a plant. When you do that, it starts to change something inside of you. It's like, wow, it wasn't that hard. And for community-wise, if you have a neighborhood where you can work together, it would be really smart to take a yard and maybe change out the flowers and the shrubs and put in some food so that you can also see how important having that connection with the food and with your table and with your neighbors and all that stuff, growing that so that you do have that community connection. I always challenge people with that because it's important. Looking into solar, people always say, well, in the city, they're going to give us free solar and it's going to be this and that. But the situation with that is that you're still connected to their grid. So you might want to invest in a a solar generator or a solar smaller generator or a bigger one, depending. Like for my son, he had his wife was nursing and they had two babies and you know, they need a refrigerator and they need all these things. It's important to figure out what it is that you need at the time of your need to have the right size generator. So it might be a little more investment because you're having to do a refrigerator. Or if you're looking at maybe I just need something for my little electronics just in case something goes down, well, you can buy a smaller one as well, depending on the needs for yourself and your family. There's always important to have your flashlights with their batteries all upkeep and get extra batteries or maybe get some of those oil lanterns just in case the power goes out and you're in the dark. How are you going to feed your animals? Do you have extra water maybe stored to where you're storing the water in a proper manner with the proper things in it to keep the algae and the mold from growing so that you have that little bit stored away so that you can take care of your needs for your family or your pets? I mean, we have to always look at what is happening around us. We realize that the train track is still going to go forward and sooner or later is going to fall off the rails. So when it does, you are prepared in whatever fashion that you can get yourself involved in. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Rhonda, I grew up in on a fault line. So I grew up with emergency preparedness, preparing us for that earthquake that will eventually happen. All of this emergency preparedness has been for a couple of hours. How do you survive a couple of hours? How do you survive maybe a day? But what I'm hearing is you're telling people how to survive beyond not just an earthquake, but an entire collapse. There's the self-sufficient survival guide that you're putting together here for us. How do we get back to our roots? How do we tend to ourselves and our own needs without those outside conveniences? It's, It's time to take a look at what your grandparents did. To me, I feel like we're going... As we go farther in the future, we're going backwards in time. I've always said that. It's just like we just have to look at it. And so I would suggest a person looking at all the things that they used to use back in the 40s, back in the 30s, you know, during the Great Depression. What did those people actually do so that they could survive what was going on around them? Do you realize that some of the best skills a person can have is like being a seamstress? got to fix the tattered clothes. You're not going to be able to possibly go buy clothes, but wouldn't it be nice to have those skills to fix the clothing? The people that had money that were actually would trade barter, barter trading would be 
the people that could fix a fence or knew how to go out and work a field or, you know, those type of skills, that skill set is important. And so taking a look at what you can do to create a different type of skill set. So when the time does come, you can still feed your family or still maneuver or fix whatever's broken. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Skills become a commodity when necessary. You know, when you say that in 1994, they took away those skill sets out of school. I remember going to home economics, sewing class, pottery class, auto mechanics, shop class. Those were all completely taken away. And what's really sad is that that is the skill sets that we need to survive the future. These are things that we need on top of gardening. But they've created the mindset of having to get that education, which has taken everybody farther into debt. And so that skill set that we used to have, we need to pull back and grab again. Interesting. Interesting. It's like those basic essential skills have now become a specialized skill in which you have to pay to acquire. And so bringing that education back to those fundamentals, I have to say my takeaway is that the independent survival and success can start with a simple planting of a seed and watching that grow and recognize that we have control to nurture, grow some things that will help us in our survival and sustaining. That's absolutely beautiful image in my mind that it all starts with a simple seed. It does. That's beautiful. It does. If you were to plant a seed for your community today, what would you plant? Honestly, tomatoes. Yeah. There's a huge tomato shortage and people just don't understand that. And they don't last that long in a can so that you can create botulism if you don't use it up properly. You can dehydrate tomatoes, you can freeze dry tomatoes and have that last a long time. You can powder tomatoes by grinding them up and then make that a base for a soup or base for any type of food. Tomatoes are really, to me, they're good vitamins and they're going extinct. Smart. That's a good choice. Rhonda, we are learning how to be sustainable as individuals. And I can't thank you enough for getting us started on this conversation. If our audience is interested in a little bit more from you, they can check out your YouTube channel, which is Rhonda Byrice. Yes. And then we have your book available on Amazon called The Demise of the City, Off-Grid Living in Fast-Changing Times. And for more information on your retreat across your beautiful property, they can visit thearcofsustainability.com. Yes. And the ARC is A-R-K, not A-R-C. Sometimes people get that mixed up and then they're like, I don't see your website. It's yes, thearcofsustainability.com, A-R-K. Fabulous. Thank you for that. Any final words for our audience today? Let's do this together. Get your communities together, figure out how you can be sustainable. Someone, if not just yourself, is counting on you. Fabulous. Thank you, Rhonda. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me, Brandon. 
Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to be heard, head over to mypodcastcoach.com where you'll find out all the tools and tips you'll need to launch your podcast today. If you have a show already and you need some help managing it, please head over to managemypodcast.com and the Amplify You team would be happy to help you manage your podcast. Please also head over to iTunes, like, subscribe, or review our show so we can spread this message. And until next time, be your own unique genius.